Hello and welcome to the Renwick Centre podcast. Continuing with our telepractice series, this week we chat to Neryl Horn from the RIDBC Remote Services about using music and singing in telepractice. Hello and welcome to this week's Renwick Centre podcast. My name is Trudy Smith and I'm the Manager of Continuing Professional Education at the RIDBC Renwick Centre. We're continuing our series on telepractice, realising that it's incredibly important that we talk about everything to do with remote access and supporting children. But I want to start this week's podcast with having a little bit of a listen.
heard that before. That's the couch choir. This is how the pub choir sounds now they can't congregate to sing in harmony together. Each singer recorded themselves singing in isolation in their own lounge rooms. And what you heard was the result. And it got me thinking that music and singing is such an important part of learning to listen and learning how to use hearing aids and other hearing devices. And we're joined again by Neryl Horn from the RIDBC Remote Services. And Neryl, I'm wondering, can we use singing in telepractice sessions with families? Oh, we certainly can, Trudy. Just as we would sing and move and listen to music in a face-to-face -face session, we incorporate music and singing into our telepractice sessions. We sing for fun, of course, but that's not the only reason we sing. Music and singing are very naturally, uh, or they very naturally incorporate varied intonation patterns and speech sounds that create a foundation for children who are learning to listen and interpret the sounds of speech that they can hear through their various hearing devices. So in fact, we have to incorporate singing as part of developing the listening skills of the, the child that we're working with. So how does that work if you're connecting to each other with telepractice? Because if the couch choir has thousands of people singing together, I guess we can too? Yeah, that's a good question because there are one or two things that you need to know before letting rip with Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. The couch <laughs> choir uh, uses a little bit of um, technical hocus pocus to put it together so that it sounds the way that it sounds. Now, because the communication between the family and the RIDB, RIDBC consultant in our case happens over the internet and because the connection could be occurring over quite large distances, there is often a delay between when you say something at your end and when the other person hears it at their end. The audio needs to travel via the connection to what we call the far end and then they will join in singing once the sound has reached their end but then their sound takes time to travel through the connection back to you. So it will be delayed. So when you hear them singing star, the twinkle, twinkle little star, you might've already finished singing star <laughs> and you're on to the next bit. So how about we do a little demonstration, Trudy? Let's do a demonstration. All right, so I'm going to start singing twinkle, twinkle and you just join in whenever you're ready, okay? Sure. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Now, how did that sound at your entry? It sounded perfect. Great. Let's do it the other way around. You start and I'm going to join in. Sure. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Looking a little confused there, oh, Trudy. Jumbly, isn't it? That sounds awful. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes and no. So it's a little bit like dancing. It's all in who leads. You see, what's the goal in, in a telepractice session? The goal is really for the family to hear and join in with a song at their end of the video conference. So it only needs to sound in time at their end. At my end, it will be um, out of time, we'll be out of time with each other. So 
the skill, if the family starts singing and I join in, the skill is to just keep singing, even I'm though incredibly hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is at first, but you, you get really used to that. Um, and you just have to ignore what it sounds like at your end of the connection sometimes. How do you achieve that? Well, easy, really. Like we did then, if I start the song off, the family just need to join in and sing along. And it will sound fine at their end because they will be singing in time with the sound that's coming out of their TV or their computer at their end of the teleconference. But if the family start the song off, I won't sing along. So I will just look like I'm singing along by mouthing the words and doing the actions or just by nodding along, looking like a wiggle because I'm thoroughly enjoying myself. And if the family starts singing the song and I join in, it'll be out of time at their end of the connection and it will sound awful. We don't want that. Sure. So that's, that's, that's a really great tip. Are there other considerations for using music in telepractice? When you're using a web-based telepractice connection like Zoom or Skype, you might sometimes not hear the family singing. The sound coming back from the far end can drop out while you're singing together. It doesn't mean that the family are not singing out loud. It might just mean that the system isn't transmitting it to you. So watch them carefully to see if they're singing. Or sometimes I just ask them like, are you singing with me, mum? And then she will nod so I know she's <laughs> singing and it works fine. I do find that the telepractice medium does sometimes cause a bit of stage fright, though. Mm -hmm. But really and truly, it's gone by the time we get to up above the world so high. Because what families see is their child responding to singing and, and loving it. So I tell you, it's more motivating for them than any prize on Australia's Got Talent, seeing how much their child enjoys music. I do reassure families though, that it's only me who's watching. Um, and I tend to break the ice by singing first. So we need to support the parent through their reticence. Um, but I've never had anybody absolutely refuse to sing. Right. Something that I do absolutely love doing though, Trudy, is roping the dads in to sing. Dads invariably, invariably will say, no way, I can't sing. But I don't give them an option. <laughs> and I usually start the song and then smilingly say, sing along, daddy, your voice is right next to her ears. And it's so great to see them give it a go. And that at the end, I usually say, oh, Barnsey, eat your heart out. And they like that. <laughs> I'm sure they would. And this is probably a really useful opportunity to talk about the value of dad's voice and listening to learn because we know that their lower register gives that child a lot more auditory information than their mother's high frequency voice. That's absolutely right. And, and we do need to encourage dads to be involved like that. Sure. So what if you want to use a CD or a YouTube video with a song? Sure, that's fine. Um, there's a few ways to do it, depending on what telepractice equipment you've got set up. I, I can have a CD player or a Bluetooth speaker at my end of the video conference to play the song. And then that music 
will be picked up by the microphone at my end and transmitted across the connection exactly the same way that my voice is transmitted across the, te the telepractice session. Um, I can even join in because the CD or the speaker and my voice are both at the same end of the connection. So the family can then sing along. If the song is on a computer and you share your screen through Zoom or whatever the connection is, it is possible to play a song and you can even play a song with a video so that the far end can see it and hear it. It's really useful. Yeah. Um, for anybody wanting to get a little bit more sophisticated with their telepractice, um, and this applies, I guess, with working with adult clients as well as children, you can use the streaming function on their cochlear implant to connect the audio with their hearing devices. So if the client has a Nucleus 7 cochlear implant and they're connecting with you using an iPad, you can stream the song directly to their devices if they know how to pair themselves up for that function. I wouldn't necessarily try this on your first telepractice session. It's a bit technical, but it is within the realms of possibility. So you, you can plan to give it a go at some point. Great. So that's um, certainly something worth experimenting with as well. Is there anything that you think people should know about singing on telepractice? Yes. One thing that I find myself doing sometimes is clarifying with the parent what is happening at their end with the child's speech production in songs. So um, with with the sound of my voice and the sound of the parent's voice, plus the sound of the child's voice and the delay in the sound coming back from the far end, it can be a bit difficult to take note of how the child is pronouncing words in the song. For example, I might just ask the parent, was that a giddy up dad or was it a giggy up? And let the parent clarify, or um, was there a little on that star, mum, did you hear it? Because if I can't hear it, you need that feedback from the parent. So clarifying questions like that can help give you the information that you need, um, but it also helps to train the parent in what they're listening for and what you want them to use the song for. So I think that singing in telepractice sessions is so useful and it's fun. Um, so don't be afraid to give it a go. Thank you, Nero. Some really good advice in there. For those of you who are doing telepractice for the first time, you can now add this to your kit bag as well. So, Nero, thanks so much for your time today. My pleasure. A big thank you to Nero for speaking with us today. To find out more about the Couch Choir, we have included their YouTube video in the description of this podcast. This podcast will be taking a two-week break, returning on the 4th of May.